I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun who plays basketball. Come to my smart house, meet my alien sister. Don't come hungry, because I'll bet my mom can't Hello and welcome to Mom Can't Cook, a DCOM podcast. I'm Luke Westaway, one of your hosts, and I'm revved up to talk about today's movie with my co-host. Here they are. That's right, it's me, Andrea Farrant. I am disguised as my brother Andy, and I'm just trying to make it in the male-dominated world of podcasting. Motocross. We're going to talk about motocross today. Tonight... Andrea knows she's as good as the boys, but first, Andrea has to prove it to her father. I want you to start concentrating on things that 15-year-old girls should be concentrating on, and that does not include motocross. Now, Daddy's little girl is one of the boys. Andy Carson, 125 Pro. Good luck. It's Disney Channel's original movie, Motocrossed. Tonight at 8, 7 central, only on Disney Channel. I can't wait to talk about motocrossed. I really liked watching Motocross. Um, <laughs> Motocross is quite good. Yeah, I think Motocross is, is the thing. I'm going to read the um, the Google descri- description of Motocross. So I keep coming yes, across please. worse and worse descriptions of Motocross when I okay. look for them. Here is the Google description of Motocross. All right. Andrea decides to take Andrew's place in the race after he meets with an accident. Finally getting a chance to hit the racetrack, she decides to give it her best and wins the first place. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, there you <laughs> go. Is, that is an absolute disaster of a description. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Giggle. I'm going to do a better job of introducing you to motocross, okay? There okay, are a few fine. things you need to know about what motocross. One, it's a sports movie about the sport of motocross, and it is about a young woman called Andy, and she is trying to use disguise, disguising herself as her brother, to make it in the male-dominated sport of motocross. Now, you probably don't think... That that's the kind of thing that Shakespeare would write. But you're a wrong <laughs> idiot because this film borrows from and, dare I say, builds upon the work <laughs> of Shakespeare. <laughs> Specifically, uh, yeah. Twelfth Night. Shakespeare um, was ahead of his time in a lot of ways. And int- including motocross bikes in Twelfth Night was just one of the <laughs> ways in which he presaged future society. <laughs> Do you remember the bit in Twelfth Night where Feste jumps, <laughs> does, 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 gets like sick air over or so, you know? Yeah, when uh, when yeah. Feste gets the bolt shot. Yeah. <laughs> so this film is arguably going to make a bit more sense if we tell you up top who the characters are and their Shakespearean counterparts. I guess it depends on your familiarity with Twelfth Night. I think Night. probably a lot of people are more familiar with Motocross than they are with Twelfth Night, to be well, honest. Well, good. You know, if you watch Motocross... I'm going to go on record and say if you've watched Motocross, you don't need to watch Twelfth Night and you'll only harm yourself by doing so. Yep. And the Motocross is the very much the definitive. The definitive. <laughs> they finally got it right. <laughs> they nailed it. Yeah. In the uh, year uh, 2001. Exactly. In the role of Viola, we have Andy. In the role of Olivia, we have Farron. And in the role of Duke Orsino, <laughs> we, we have... We have Dean. <laughs> That's um, Duke Ordino. Duke Ordino. I'm going to be honest. Those three characters are about as far as it gets in terms of um, uh, in terms of like ripping off the plot of Twelfth Night. But broadly, it does kind of borrow some story beats. Uh, the next thing you know, need to know about Motocross is that um, this is quite interesting. Some folks uh, uh, sort of sent sent this my way. Um, if you do a bit of googling around, you can you can find quite a few uh, examples of people posting like from within 
uh, the trans community, um, like people like Reddit posts and stuff from within the trans community of people who basically say that motocrossed was uh, kind of like a big moment. Ah, um, okay, like a formative in, film for them. Yeah, like a formative, yeah, a formative movie. That's interesting because I heard the same thing about the Thirteenth Year, the Fishboy movie. Yes, I, I, I think this was yeah, this was all kind of bundled up in the in the same the same kind of mm. message. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting. So this might be one of the very few decoms to have put some good out into the world. <laughs> This might be one of the few socially good decoms. It's maybe one of the only decoms to have slightly improved, <laughs> made the left the world a slightly better place. Than, okay, than I was going to say, like, I'm sure some of these decoms slightly improved Joey Lawrence's life by giving him money <laughs> that he could spend on gym equipment. I would, I would say that almost certainly, um, like. That is not what was in the Disney Channel's mind when they made when they set out to make motocross. Yeah. No, I don't think the Disney Channel was trying to make uh, a, a sort of you know heartwarming and affirming parable for young trans viewers. They did it on accident and bad luck. It's yeah. happened. Bad luck, <laughs> bad Disney. Luck, Disney. <laughs> bad luck, Disney. We're taking a message from this, whether you want us to or not. <laughs> okay, right. So I think that is that enough. Is that enough? Oh, oh, oh! One more oh. bit of one more important bit of table setting. What is it? Um, motocross is. The same writing team as Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami, probably our highest yes. rated decom so far. Yes, I think so. Uh, the writers were Anne Austin and Douglas Sloan. And if you thought that when they made Johnny Tsunami, they had created one <laughs> bad dad, <laughs> let me tell you, they are just warming up. I was going to say, we should um, we should have like decom awards, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And we should have a category which is like worst dad mm. because there mm. would be such uh, such strong f- stiff fierce competition for that award no. but i think we have a front runner in this film it's going to be really hard to beat this bad dad the whole mm. movie is basically a parable of a family coming together and overcoming adversity <laughs> specifically when the dad isn't around <laughs> overcoming adversity specifically the adversity that is their father <laughs> overcoming the adversity of this asshole in the house yeah um, yeah, man, this dad, this dad sucks real it's, bad. Uh, it sucks real bad, folks, and it's it's rough. It gets pretty rough. We'll, um, I mean, we'll get into exactly exactly how and why. So, okay, mm. I think that's all the table setting we need. Yeah. So, motocross uh, it kicks off with a sick ass sick ass montage of motocross and intercut with that cheerleading. Mm. Now, you might not be expecting the cheerleading, but there it is. It's intercut. Uh, the you know the guitars are going nuts. Yeah. Uh, the bikes are doing big jumps. The cheerleaders are doing flips. The, the two activities are going side by side. Um, a man is timing the motocross and a woman is cheering the cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rider removes his helmet. It's a, it's a blonde boy. Uh, and he says, that was, that was pretty good. And then the man says, F*** you, you slow idiot. <laughs> <laughs> pretty fast isn't going to do it, Andrew. Try it again. Don't let, o- let off on the throttle until you hit this line. Then get back on the throttle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is, this is Andrew who's mm. riding the bike. And indeed, the dad of the family, who is basically standing by the side of a motocross track, um, yes. uh, saying like, "This is this is the breaking point. You need to be like hitting the brakes here." And Andrew's like, "I don't know. It seems like I might die." And he's like, "A <laughs> worthy like, sacrifice." It's like, um, "How do you expect to win the big championship if you don't die? <laughs> you don't die in your own garden." <laughs> Sidebar: um, Did you ever dream of having a motocross? Dirt track in your garden? Uh, well, no, I lived sort of quite in a quite rural area, and um, one of my next door neighbours had a uh, had a series of dirt <gasps> bikes, so we what? would just we would just ride them around the fields and stuff. Oh, that's so, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I I was good. desperate for a motorcycle. I think I think 
I think I love motocross. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> well, I think I'm about to make motocross my whole personality. <laughs> it is good, except when the motocross bike is poorly maintained by your friend's 17-year-old older brother who oh, yeah. hasn't maintained the brakes properly and then they fail <laughs> when you're going towards a barbed wire fence and you have to jump off and you break your collarbone. <laughs> Which is, I mean, oh, that, no. a very specific example. A very specific example and one dear listener that happened to me. Andy... I'm so sorry. I never would have asked you to watch motocross if I'd known that you are a survivor of a motocross accident. It's it's fine. I I have come to terms with it, and I agree. And still think the motocross is a sick ass sport that rules. <laughs> Pretty badass. Yeah. So the dad um, making a dirt track, a dirt motocross track in the family's back garden, is categorically the only good thing he's going to do uh in this movie yes the cheerleader yes and the woman who was cheering her on that was the other side of the family that was uh, andrea who is the twin sister of andrew yep. and their mum and they return from the big cheerleading meet and andrea has what she's won the title she's got a huge trophy yeah and she's thrilled she's so excited to have won this this uh cheerleading tournament and she excitedly tries to show it to her brother andrew but he's sort of racing the motocross bike at the time and it sort of causes him to lose control of the bike and skid out it's not a bad crash he just sort of slides out i i really like andrea but she does run directly into his path while he's on the bike kind of waving this big trophy around she's very enthusiastic about her win but i'll tell yeah. you who isn't enthusiastic about her win and that's her piece of sh dad <laughs> he's like andrea can this wait i know that you've achieved something but also your brother is failing at yeah. motocross and we need to focus on that really yeah well andrew is okay he springs to his feet and forgetting his physical pain he sort of runs over and is excited to look at the trophy but the dad is like um <laughs> i don't think we have time for you to spend 12 seconds looking at this trophy <laughs> you have andrew. time to be looking at anything <laughs> looking at, at things andrew <laughs> i'm gonna put your i'm gonna put your blinkers back on <laughs> Getting back in the isolation helmet. <laughs> Too many of your senses are being tickled with non-motocross. <laughs> Too many distractions, Andrew! <laughs> this trophy is too shiny. It's distracting my sweet boy. How's he supposed to get his breaking point later and later and later? But Andrew is like, um, wouldn't it be okay if I took a little break? And the dad is like, we've been through this, Andrew. Winning this tournament gets us manufacturer sponsorship, which is everything we need to take a run at a national title. Which is everything I, I mean, we have dreamed of. Yeah, so get back on the bike and ride it forever. Now, yeah. cheerleading is never, ever mentioned again in the film. No. Andy has no cheerleader friends, uh, no practice that she should be at. I, I guess if she's winning trophies, she must be like... Practicing at quite a high level. Yeah, but she's won it now. Cheerleading's over. <laughs> oh, is that it? Yeah, she's, she's, is that how sport works? You do yeah, it until you win the trophy. Yeah, and you stop. She's come home having one hundred percented cheerleading, and she's ready to start. <laughs> she's ready to start getting the platinum on motocross. <laughs> she's like, right, tick on cheerleading, <laughs> done. Look at the board. There's like baseball, soccer. <laughs> yeah, tick, tick, tick. Got all those. She's got like right, NBA trophies and yeah. stuff on the wall. Esports, right. Better start maining Diva in Overwatch. <laughs> Finally get rid of my StarCraft computer. <laughs> it's time to focus on the only remaining sport, motocross. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, yeah, there is another son. Um, he's called Jason. Uh, yes. He's in the garage working on an engine. So he's like an engineer type type guy. And he's sort of timing himself, trying to trying to put engines together. 
Fun so fact, his, this is young yeah. Matt Murdock from the Daredevil movie. Young young Matt Murdock, or are you young just Matt- affectionately calling him young Matt Murdock? <laughs> no, no, this boy does not play Matt Murdock. That's, okay, that's fine, Ben fine. Affleck. Um, oh, the Daredevil movie. Yeah, right, yeah, sorry, yeah, with yeah. You. In yes. the Daredevil movie, um, yeah, this 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 young boy is young Matt Murdock. He's only in it at the beginning. He gets run over with a load of acid or whatever happens to Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone throws a load of acid in his eyes and face. <laughs> It's it's a pretty it's a pretty tight introduction to the whole family. So like the dad used to do motocross himself. He used to be into racing. You would yes. think that he would be over the moon at the concept of having two children who were into motocross and skilled at motocross because it would double his odds of winning anything. Yes. But the other thing he's extremely into is the gender binary. Yes, so. he is. Yeah, he is a, a honking great misogynist, um, <laughs> as we are going to yeah, find out. Traditional gender roles are his motocross now. Yeah, he's uh, he's going for the he's going for the trophy. He's going, he's going, he's going for gold. <laughs> and by God, I think he's going to get it. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so he's they're they're trying to sort of say nice things about Andrew's practice at dinner. They're like, "Oh, you're, you're very fast out there today, Andrew." And then without letting anyone else answer, the dad's like, yes, imagine how fast he'll be if he's out there every day until the first race. When I was racing, I got up at dawn and I raced until it was dark and I liked it. (laughs) Do you like it, son? And the son's like, uh, and the dad's like, wait, before you answer, Andrew, he says, I'm not trying to make you do anything you don't want to, uh, except drive motorbikes from dawn (laughs) until dusk. (laughs) <laughs> until you die in a motorbike you, accident you've made it quite clear you don't want to drive motorbikes as much as i'm making you drive motorbikes just after the dinner and andrew is in his room and andrea comes up uh, to talk to him and he's like oh you know wish i could have been there to see you do your thing and it this is where it becomes apparent that andrea is also into motocross as yes. like an enthusiast level because she's been reading like the motocross magazines and she's like oh the new issues here it's got a really cool article about etc yes so it's mcgrath i think I don't know much about motocross, but McGrath is a famous one of them. Oh, good. I All think right. there's a I think there's a McGrath in this film somewhere. Oh, um, well, as a as an actor or as a character? Uh, like as a as a cameo, like um one of the drivers, I think in one of oh, the okay. Races. I think Travis yeah. Pastrana is in this as well as like oh really cam- like one of the drivers. Yeah, I think so. Oh wow, which cool. is cool. Um, but yeah, the parents are off into town for the day, and this is a an opportunity for Andrea to get out on the track on the, the motocross bike because she can only do it when the dad is away because if he were to find out, by God. Yeah, I mean, the dad is a barely contained ball of white hot rage. Yeah. Um, they're going to do, do a race. They're going to have 12 laps and, uh, and see, who, see who is the better motocross rider. Yeah. Um, so they're having a, they're having a sick race. Um, Andrew is, is just, just behind Andrew. Uh, she's doing stunts, but she can't, um, she can't shift gears properly because uh, on a motocross bike, you shift gears with your foot. And uh, her boots don't fit. She's having to borrow the larger boots of Andrew. So she's not able to shift as quickly and efficiently as she should be able to. But she does get ahead of Andrew, who then tries to overtake her. And in his eagerness to overtake his sister, he hits a bump, goes crashing through a fence and badly hurts his leg. Andrew, are you okay? I've got written down here that when he crashes through the fence, it looks amazing. I think it yeah. might, it's its one of, it's the best stunt I've seen in a decom so far. Easily. It's amazing. He like, it's a sort of, just like a low white picket fence, like yeah. you'd imagine in front of a house. And he goes through it sort of sideways without yeah. touching the ground and smashes through it. It's really good. I think like just generally in this movie, all of the motocross stuff is shot really well. You can always kind of follow what's happening, even though it's just a bunch of like, noisy yeah. bikes in the mud yeah do but you think do, is there an argument to say 
And I'm just putting it out there as a sort of like question mark. I'm okay. running up the flagpole. Okay. Do you want to salute? Let me find out. Is it possible that Andrea is trying to break her brother's leg? <laughs> <laughs> you think she got out there earlier and like greased the track or something? <laughs> well, look, they get in a race. He has this accident and it comes quite hot on the heels of the scene where she jumps out of a car in front of his motorbike waving a trophy around. So he has yeah. to swerve <laughs> so this and is crashes. The second, the second attempt. Yeah. I think and she then, did that and was like, damn, his leg damn, survived. Didn't, didn't I'll work. get him on the track when dad's away. And there's, yeah, a deleted scene where she pushes a refrigerator out of an upstairs window onto his leg. <laughs> <laughs> While he's relaxing in the garden. Just- but he goes gets up to answer the doorbell at the last second. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's yeah. an interesting theory. I mean, yep. that really uh, recasts the whole film in a different light. The the problem is, um, the problem with this theory is that the brother and sister Andrew and Andrea get on really well and have yeah. a really genuinely sweet and supportive on screen relationship that you do not see a lot in kids media. You know, there's not a lot of like siblings that like each other. They actually get on, yeah, yeah, and but the, just it, like annoying little sister or like bratty older brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but they're yeah, they're really really nice to each other. What do you think of this theory? Yeah, um, Andy, boy Andy, mm. goes crashing through the fence, <gasps> dies of his injuries, and the rest of the film <laughs> is his, his, his neurons firing one last time. Here you have it, folks. Here is the point. Here's the point. <laughs> the last thing he sees. It's, it's his sister whizzing by on the yeah. on the bike, and yeah, his brain just paints a little, a vivid little picture. Yeah, as based he, on all of that, as he passes away. Yeah, it's uh, he imagines a future in which he he gets to stop doing motocross, <laughs> <laughs> breathes a final sigh of relief, <laughs> and just lets go. Yeah, well, it's it's okay because actually he's not that badly hurt. He's his leg isn't broken, but it is hurt. Yes, um, yeah. And yeah, he won't be able to to ride the bike. Uh, the dad is, of course, furious. Apoplectic. And he says that this is all of this is all Andrea's fault. Mm-hmm. But Andrew is, you know, as you say, supportive. He's trying to stick up for his sister. He's like, "You said I should be out there every day, Dad." And the dad is like, "With my supervision, yeah. With uh, I'm the only one who's allowed to make you crash through fences. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> also, he and his sister were racing. That's the point. The whole thing he's been saying to his son is." You're like you're not ready to to race with the pros, and here he is doing a motocross race, like yeah. you know, an honest to god, earnest like in the back garden motocross race. You can't you can't buy that kind of experience, like racing yeah. against another rider, jockeying for position. Yeah. You know, you can do all the theoretical riding around a track you want, but once you're out there with the other races, it's a whole different story. Exactly. What his son was doing is getting seat time in actual competition, and yeah. you know, he should he should be so lucky as to have yeah. two children who can like race against each other, who can hang at the highest level. Yes, exactly. Um, in this scene, which takes place kind of in the lobby of a hospital, um, the mum is not really acquitting herself particularly well. If you like, Im- when I say watery smile, yes, that's like that's what the mum is doing because the dad's like, you shouldn't have been on a bike, daughter and son. I'm disappointed in you as well for obscure reasons, and mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in this whole family. And the mum's just like. <laughs> Throughout the movie, the mum says, like, many times, she's like, oh, your father is the man of my dreams. Oh, your father, I love him. Oh, you, I love you. And it is absolutely not backed up by anything she does or any 
of the emotions she expresses throughout the film. When the dad walks off camera, he must completely drop his whole personality and basically <laughs> sweep his wife up in his arms and go, oh, darling. <laughs> oh, Geneva. I'm, oh, Ge- oh, Geneva. But, but incredibly, that is her name. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the very next scene is the next in the... Uh, list of utterly wild things that this dad does. He walks into the kitchen and he's like, well, family, I'm off unannounced to Europe to meet some European motocross riders. The family is like, I'm sorry, what? You're doing... Sorry, you're doing what? Like, Well, someone needs to ride that bike and all the decent US riders have signed to other teams, so it's off to Europe for <laughs> so me. off to Europe I go. I'm going to, I guess, just walk around motorbike dealerships and say, where it's, in Europe? Where, where, I'm going to Europe. He says he's off overseas. It's even more. It's even more. We find oh, out yeah, later right. it's Europe. Oh, he's yeah. like, well, I'm off to overseas. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, South Korea has a pretty huge motocross scene. I'm going to go there first, see if anyone wants to come back and live in my house. Yeah, that's right. Um, the children say, but dad, our team is called Carson Family Racing. Maybe there should be a, a Carson on the bike. And dad is like, well, unfortunately, there aren't any um, non-injured <laughs> motorcycling capable children in this house. Well, and Andrea is like, I could do it just until Andrew's leg heals. And the dad says, Andrea, this isn't a joke. <laughs> yeah. Now be serious. I'm off. I'm off this to is... Taiwan. <laughs> I think they've got motocross. I'm going to wander around the track and see if anyone wants to come back to America with me. Now, <laughs> here's what I do know about motocross, and it's not much. I'm pretty sure the big. I'm pretty sure America is the epicenter of the motocross scene, right? Like. You have a dirt track in your garden. You are living in, like, the, the motocross hub. If you if you can't go to the next town and find a pretty good motocrosser, you're not going to have any more luck in, like, Spain or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, here I am in rural Tuscany. Maybe I'll <laughs> discover the next great motocross sensation. <laughs> the plane ticket to get to wherever he's going probably costs several motorbikes. Well, that's the, th- that's the thing, is like, oh, this team is, str- is struggling for money. We need that... Um, we we need that manufacturer sponsorship, otherwise we won't be able to do it. Anyway, I'm off on an honest to God weeks long tour of Europe. Anyway, two grand, I'm off to New Zealand. I think they've got pretty big dirt tracks there. It's it's utterly I'll scour wild. the world looking for a pretty good boy who's <laughs> motocross. The rider is essentially ballast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what's incredible about this as you've pointed out is that it's kind of established in this scene that the dad knows that Andrea is good at motocross we've not really at this point seen Andrea do much motocross but the dad kind of makes it clear in conversation with her that like he knows that she's good at it yeah he He's says like, it's part it's partially his fault for letting her ride for so long which oh. Andrea I appreciate the fact that you want to help but this isn't a joke who's joking I can do it yeah dead You've seen Andy, she rips. I know she does, Andrew, but this is the pros. Dad, you... Andrea, look, I realize this is partially my fault for letting you ride as long as I did, and for the life of me, I can't figure out what I was thinking. But, and I don't want to say this again, okay? I want you to start concentrating on things that a 15-year-old girl should be concentrating on. And that does not include racing motocross. But Dad, you need my help. No, what I need is a real professional rider. I don't, I can't, I don't even know where to start Where with to that. begin. I think this is, this is a very well-characterised, like, 
toxic masculinity father figure who cannot express himself emotionally because when he yeah. leaves and he says goodbye to his kids uh he's like uh, he goes up to andrew and he's like take care of yourself my man and like gives him like a bro grab yeah you know and the, and the other <laughs> son is like i love you because you're young enough that it's not weird yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's yeah. just it's very well observed i, think. I love you little one yeah, I'll be sad fine. when you become too big yeah. for me to love you. <laughs> and then to Andrew, he's like, yeah, f*** you, I'm leaving. He's like, don't you dare go near a motorbike. I'll yeah. know. <laughs> I've rigged them with all sorts of traps and sensors. <laughs> I've sprayed woman repellent all over the seat. <laughs> anyway, now to say goodbye to Andrew, smash his beer can on his forehead. <laughs> Does a keg stand. <laughs> Ooh. See you later, um, my man. I just made a note that in this scene, the dad has an enormous notebook in his shirt pocket and he looks like a total d- <laughs> <laughs> But It's to, it's it's to a, write down all the Venezuelan motocross riders. <laughs> he's going to, it's, he's it's, going to see. <laughs> it's the big book of Chinese motocross. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to get all... He's going to scour the world like yeah. Carmen Sandiego. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he now? <laughs> also, as we'll find, once Dad leaves the house, he becomes essentially unreachable. Yeah. So he's clearly not told anyone where he's going. Where in the world is the dad? He's in a city famous for its carnival. <laughs> where could it be? His dad on top of the pyramids. <laughs> Have you seen anyone ride a bike up this or something? <laughs> Maybe a motocross rider will be up here. Uh, no, again. <laughs> Dad lifts up corner of Easter Island head. No, no, no motocross riders no under, under here either. Yeah, so he's off. He's off to Europe and he's out yeah. of the picture for a while, which is good because he sucks. Yeah. Um, however, soon the family receives some brutal news. Brutal news. Brutal news. And that is that the motocross tournament that they are that they are primed to compete in uh, that Andrew was going to compete in. And now the dad is scouring the world for a replacement rider for. The date has been moved up. Well, the first race is on, is on the, the coming Saturday. And if you miss the first race, you can't qualify for the cup. Yeah. <laughs> and, one, and they say, how random is that? Doesn't seem that random to me. I think, <laughs> I think you should probably have to do all the races if you want to get the cup. I but, but they can't they can't tell the dad because he's left the first hotel and no one can get a hold of him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's struck an international out manifest. He's left Everest Base Camp and he's struck out for the summit. <laughs> and they can't get a hold of any of his base crew. Yep. He's somewhere in the re- in remote Micronesia through <laughs> the undergrowth. Looking for undiscovered motocross riders in the wilderness. Hacking through the jungle with a machete. The fabled lost motocross rider. What's this in the mud? A motocross track? Still warm. (laughs) I'm close. The only remaining unsigned boy motocross rider (laughs) in the world. Oh, this one's a girl. The search continues. Um, But yeah, Andrea feels like it's up to her to fix things because she still feels responsible for Andrew being injured. Because she is, because she did it on purpose. There's no way Dad's found someone yet. Doesn't matter if he did because he'll never make it back in time. Clearly it's up to me to fix things. Why is it up to you? Because it's my fault. I mean, Dad quit his job to dedicate his time to racing. Look, look, I told you already, this is not your fault, okay? Look, will you just admit it? 
If it wasn't for me, you would be upstairs right now packing for the first race. You think I can do it? Do what? Race. For the cup. So she basically sneaks out to try and do some motocross um, with some... Some local toughs. Some local toughs who are hanging out in full motocross gear. Full motocross gear, yeah. <laughs> these um, old <laughs> these old randos <laughs> they should probably have moved up a league or something by this point, but they're just kind of hanging around by a track. Yeah, hanging around by the motocross track. Yeah. And they are appalled to see a girl approaching. Yeah. Um, they, she, you know, she races hardcore against the boys, but she can't, still can't shift properly mm-hmm. in those borrowed boots. Yeah. And one of the bad boys shoves her off the track. And another one stops to look at her stricken body lying smashed in the mud (laughs) and just goes chicks and drives off oh dear oh dear oh dear um so that yeah so andrea's first uh foray into motocrossing has not gone very well she sneaks home um hiding the motocross clothes uh she sort of sneaks she does like a stealth run past mom who's hanging out in the living room yeah uh mom's like oh where where have you been what 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 have you got there and she goes oh it's just uh some some old clothes i'm gonna donate them to the poor and then she scurries off and and mom sort of has a look on her face as if to say wait a minute there aren't any poor (laughs) (laughs) hang on what's going on yeah so mom Uh, is suspicious mom is suspicious uh, well, the family, you know, shattered by the father's abuses, will sit around having dinner in silence. And yeah. the mother notices Andrea's road rash. A frankly enormous wound on her arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's road road rash. I think it? I said out loud, whoa, when I saw this, when, <laughs> I, when I saw this wound on camera. It looks really gnarly. I think, yeah, the, um, the like visual makeup effects person was hired for like a full day. Yeah, and they were like, "Well, I mean, you just want me to do one wound? That'll take about ten minutes." Yeah. Tell you what, I'll spend all day on it. Tell you what, I'll make it look like the kind of thing you should definitely be in hospital for right now. <laughs> take it, make it look like we're not going to be able to save this arm. It's, it looks, yeah, it looks. This will have to come off. It looks like she's like accidentally leaned against an electric sander or something. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really gross. Andrew is like, "Oh, you can't hang with the men's," and that's when when Andrea looks critically at her hair mm. she's like hmm this is gonna have to go um but yeah this is this is when the first sort of bit of shakespearean um yes. farce begins because mm. now andrea has cut her hair yeah and she has adopted the clothing of andrew she hasn't told the others that she's doing this yet but she goes to a motocross store because she needs boots she realizes that that's holding her back yeah so she goes to uh, a fellow called jimmy bottles yeah motocross store um, trying to get boots and uh, some parts that um, he's ordered, and then Andrew walks in, and we get a we get a nice sort of like Mrs. Doubtfire style yes. scene yes. where they're sort of going up and hiding, and then Andrew comes in, and Jimmy Bottles is getting very confused about the vanishing crutch, and it's uh, yeah, it's just a nice little nice little bit of um, of uh, Shakespearean farce here, which I enjoyed. Yeah, I thought I thought this was I thought this was pretty good. As a side note, Jimmy Bottles is played by AJ Buckley, who I think is probably the most famous person in oh, this really? film. Yeah. What's he what's he done since? Uh, CSI New York. I think that's okay. what he's most famous for. Uh like he he kind of he plays like a Navy SEAL. A Navy um, SEAL? This yeah. guy. Yeah. He's like a comic relief stoned nerd. This is the scene that Shakespeare wishes he could have written. I think he probably finished <laughs> Twelfth Night and thought there's something missing, but he didn't know what. Little did he know that what was missing was it being set in a motocross shop. 
Little did he know that Viola should have gone into a motocross shop and tried to buy some boots. <laughs> wearing some, wearing a sick-ass early noughties big hoodie. And Quicksilver kind of, hoodie. Yeah, Quicksilver kind of... Oakley, Oakley wrap-around shades. Oakley wrap-around shades and a backwards baseball cap and kind of... <laughs> kind of <laughs> shuffled up to the counter be like, Hey, yeah, bottles, I've got to get wearing the boots, man. I really, I really like how... Uh, Andrea plays her own brother as like an airheaded dipshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Hey, man. Hey, yeah, bro. Just... Oh, it's righteous. Jason and Andrew basically figure out what's going on, uh, and Andrea has a kind of panicky chat with them in a in a changing room, and both of her brothers are now in on it. Look, admit it. This could work. I show up dressed as you, acting like you race. We stay in the series, and then as soon as Dad comes back, we switch back writers. There's so much wrong with that plan. Name one thing. How about mom? She'll freak. She'll absolutely freak. Not to mention if dad finds out, he's going to ground us. You know that? Neither one of them is going to find out, are they, Jason? Why do you always look at me when you say that? Okay, uh, Jason, Andrew, come on, guys. we got to get going. Dad is still unaware. They can't get hold of him. Um, yeah. He hasn't called. He hasn't called. <laughs> Why would his he? His family. He's Why? been in Europe for what feels like weeks at this point. <laughs> I mean, he left them with clear instructions. Don't go on a motorbike. <laughs> So the mum is frantic. She's, I mean, she probably thinks he's dead. Um, well, I mean, I've, I was still holding on to the slim hope that he'd been murdered in a Parisian alleyway at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but... He's scouring the catacombs for motocross riders. Smash cut to the dad being cornered by a street gang in, in Calcutta. <laughs> Basically, this is where the mother discovers what Andrea is up to quite early on because Jason, the youngest brother, he sings like a, like a goddamn canary. Yeah. He tells he tells everything. And Andrea's plan to go to the race. She was gonna get a lift from Jimmy Bottles and leave like super early in the morning so yeah. that her mother wouldn't know. Her mum knew that something was up and she's there on the drive at like five AM waiting yeah. and she's uh, like, No, not on my watch. Her mum probably knew something was up because Andrea's cover for going to the motocross race was I'm going to the mall to meet my friends and I'm gonna do so at five AM. <laughs> I'm gonna leave at five AM. I'm gonna yeah. leave at five AM. You gotta to get to them all at five thirty if you wanna get those bargains at Dress Barn. Oh, I mean all the good wraparound Oakleys will be gone <laughs> by, by by eight. So what? Yeah, all the double XL Quicksilver hoodies will be gone. You'll only yeah. be able to get medium and large. Yeah. Oh, point. there's one other plot detail that we forgot to mention, which is that Andrea has a pair of NSYNC tickets. Yes, so they they arrived at the same time as the brutal news about yes. the uh, the tournament. Yeah. Um, but just file that away. That just Andrea file was, that away in your mind. She's got fifth row tickets for NSYNC, which yeah. is very exciting. That's just her. Uh, that's just outside the splash zone, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so she she's most distressed about Andrew's hair. She's like, first thing, we're off to the salon to see if there's anything they can do with it. But Jason, in his childlike wisdom, is like, Mom, why won't you let Andy race? And she's like, well, because girls don't race motorcycles. It's just not done. And then Jason is like, but in school, they were teaching us about women's rights. Mom, why won't you let Andy race? Because girls don't race motorcycles. Well, they do, but not boys. It's... It's just not done. But in school, they were teaching us about women's rights. And Mrs. Cabison was saying that today, there aren't any jobs that women can't do, you know, and how great it is that we've come so far and everything. So I guess I don't understand why Andy can't race. I mean, she's as good as those guys, right? I don't want to talk about this. Go upstairs, make your bed. But then a brief shoot of self-respect pushes its way to the top of the well, mother's it's, mind. It's because dad's been out the house for the longest he's been out. <laughs> for the last 15 years. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Geneva, don't even go there. 
Don't even allow yourself to dream. Don't allow. Don't even allow yourself to dream that you would let your daughter compete in the sport that she is so good at and, and loves so and much. Loves so much. She's like, don't even don't, go there. Don't even don't. allow it. Don't. She's like Hawkeye in the Avengers in the alley. Don't, don't give me don't hope. Give me hope. <laughs> don't. She goes to the garage to see Andy, and she's like, "Is do you want to do this because you feel guilty?" for Andrew's accident, or is it something you really want to do? Okay, explain something to me. Is this all because you feel guilty about what happened to your brother, or is this something you really want to do? Which one will get you to let me go? I think um, uh, in this scene is the best line of the movie. Andrea thinks for a moment and she says, which one will get you to let me go? Which yep. I think is a, a really, bad answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a re- I think that's a really neat line though. It's like, how do you, how do you have Andrea say that she that like motocross is her whole heart without yeah. her saying i really <clears throat> want to do motocross and stuff i thought it was nice i also yeah. think i think i haven't checked the times but i think it kind of hits at roughly the same point in johnny tsunami where john the, the titular johnny tsunami says you know sometimes ah. those waves you're facing in life they don't look like waves wow that's so they've they've probably got like a the format down it's like right at the yeah. 23 minute mark that's where you have a bit of sage advice yeah we need a little bit of heartfelt uh, kind of family oh, wisdom here. It's good, it's good though. It yeah, really they, works. And, and they really deliver. So, so now it's kind of the opposite of Hawkeye, really, because Hawkeye's whole family is dead, but um, <laughs> but the whole family is coming to life. Uh, you yeah, know, within the absence of the dad. In the absence of the dad, they have immediately congealed into a into an emotionally communicative, extremely effective motocross family team. It's amazing. Um, yeah. They turn they turn up at the racetrack. They made it in time. Andrew goes up to the sign up table. Another rider notices her green nail polish. Yep. Oh, we should say she is in disguise again as yeah. her brother. She is. So yeah, I man. I don't know if we made this clear but she has cut her hair short yeah. into a sort of like 90s um sort of it looks extremely crispy you know yeah. if you were to touch it it would be crispy to the touch i think it's hilarious that um mom is like first thing we first thing we do is is go to a salon and see if they can fix this absolutely incredible hairstyle <laughs> this badass captain marvel haircut yeah you look yeah. absolutely dynamite let's see if the salon can do anything to <laughs> yes, fix it the salon can ruin this um do you know that trope uh it's it, it's a brilliant trope where like um where a, a woman in a in a movie or a tv show has long hair and they mm-hmm. sort of uh, momentously cut it short yeah. uh, and they kind of gather all the long hair up and then they like cut it off with a knife or scissors and then there's a cut like like in the in the editing and then a really really good short haircut kind of just like <laughs> yeah. falls down in the mirror yeah and it's, it's been like, like texturized and like yeah, yeah, properly yeah. graded it's shaved oh, in it's, various points there, there, the it's all kind of chopped in and it looks really really it's got geometric shape yeah. yeah beautifully styled um mm. this is like the this is the platonic ideal of that it's it uh, yeah it's a really cool hairdo she's she's quick you know they say oh, i see your green nail polish and she's like oh yeah it cuts down vibration in the bars and reduces arm pump that yes yeah. good is, answer which is good good answer. yeah she's off to the first race and you know the testosterone is thick this yeah. is uh this is an angry group of of violent motocross men yeah the race kicks off and andy gets stuck in the in the gates because i don't think she's competed with a, a gate start before which is where the gate sort of drops down in front of you and you ride over it when the yes. when the race can yeah. start so she she revs too early she pulls forward and gets stuck in the gate she has to extricate herself from that it's a it's a disaster yep for her um, she starts the race at a huge disadvantage because of this gate yeah. problem uh she manages a few laps uh and then she actually gets lapped and fails to let the lapped bike 
through, which um, is, I mean, is, is pretty bad because that's it's a yeah. pretty bad, an egregious violation of race protocol. Yeah, you're now etiquette. endangering endangering the leader's race. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't deserve that. And but the leader does get frustrated and smash her off the track. Yeah, which so, is also not cool. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I, you know what? I I thought she would win this first race. I mean, I mean, I get what they're doing. You know, it's the it's the climb, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah. Um, she no, don't, no, I, I think it's great that she didn't. But yeah. my my kind of like con- conditioned by decoms being generally sort of lazy <laughs> the shortest distance between two points yeah. i kind conflict of free yeah conflict oh, I, did, I did it i won yeah i won easily i won yeah i won easily there we go and now i guess for the rest of the movie um warring sorcerers will <laughs> in floats mystic max <laughs> but yeah she um she's she's finished his last and um mm-hmm. she's she's upset yeah and the mum the mum is like well of course you'd never beat those guys first time out you just you just need to finish the, this race and the next one, and you'll have accomplished what you came for. Yeah, because she, she's, she's all, she, all she's really supposed to be doing is showing up, competing in the races while uh, we wait for Dad to get in with his <laughs> Antarctican motocross champion <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but of course andrea she's a born champion like she motocross you know she's she's got she's got winnings few... in her blood yeah yeah she's she got petrol in her for... veins yeah she's, she won't she... settle for so, so she is she's devastated to have not performed as well as she knows she can and it's mm. at this point that we are introduced to a few more very important characters basically there are two uh kind of parallel motocross competitions happening there's the uh 125 cc motocross and the uh 250 yes that's right and the 250 cc so Um, if you've played mario kart you know what this is about you get you get the idea so yeah so you know different different power in the bikes andrea is competing in the 125 cc um but the standout champ of the 250 cc uh is a spiky haired uh naughty hunk uh, called Dean Duke yeah. Orsino. Um, yeah. Imagine a young Gary Boosie. <laughs> oh, that's harsh on lovely <laughs> I know, Dean. I know, I know. Dean is such a sweet boy. Dean, he's it. Yeah, he races for uh, Henderson's racing Art team. Art Henderson's racing team. They are yeah. bad. Um, he has a huge crush on the daughter of Art Henderson himself. Farin. Olivia, if you're following the Twelfth Night illusions. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But yeah, so we, we are introduced to these characters as we go into the second race. And in the second race, Andy is doing a lot better. She gets the whole shot. What could that possibly mean? I don't know, but they say it a lot in this film. <laughs> it means you go Richter at back door. Yeah, she's she's shredding it so righteous. Yeah. But but whatever the whole shot is, it's good. And Andrew Andrea is leading the race, but Barrett, who you'll remember from the first race, yep. shoves her off of her bike again, Barrett. and she gets effed up this time. Mm. So she's uh, she's out again, presumably last again because she crashes. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, she's annoyed. She goes for a walk um, to to let off some steam, and she watches Dean Talon race, and she's impressed. Well, who wouldn't be? I mean, yeah. this is Dean we're talking about. Oh yeah, he's got it all: crispy hair, a motorbike. Um, I mean, he looks a lot like um, Andy's brother, and also like Andy. <laughs> uh, at this point because of, she's got the same haircut yes. to be like I, i'm not being weird but most of the cast of this film looks identical to each other <laughs> they probably all came out the same like disney cloning fat or something yeah they're all just slight variants you just um <laughs> stir the mix a different way and you, they come out slightly different <laughs> 
Well, Luke, the holidays are coming up. Oh, yes. You know what that, that means? It means road trips. Road and trips. And in those, in those cars, you can often find children, can't you? That's right. But how to keep the children entertained? You're going to run out of Haribo. You're going to run out of Haribo if I'm there. Because <laughs> I'll eat them. But Andy, don't even worry about those long road trips because there is a cool new podcast called The Peepkins. It's a new kids and family podcast. It's arriving just in time for those long holiday road trips. It has stories that are full of adventure, laughs and lessons galore it's a really engaging and delightful show and it has some really cool stars in it as well yes it's got Anna Faris uh, Malik Pancholi and Diedrich Bader you know from Office Space I love Diedrich Bader yeah um, you can join characters like the quirky Commander Hatch along with her fearful but determined best friend Noah as they go on adventures and lift the town spirits all while trying to melt the icy heart of the menacing villain Baron Vontorius God, that's a cool name. That is a kick-ass name. So, say goodbye to the old Are We There Yet conundrum and get Are the... Are we there yet, get, though? We're nearly there, Andy. Are we there we're yet? All oh, right, that's it. I'm putting on the peepkins. I'm slamming All it right. on the, the car sound system. I'm putting it on really loud and I'm activating <laughs> your imagination, Andy. We're enjoying a Whoa. perfect audio experience for the whole family, yeah. right? My, my imagination is so active. Yeah, and no, we are not stopping for the bathroom. We just did. Well, follow and listen to The Peepkins wherever you are listening to this podcast right now. That's The Peepkins, P-W-E-P-K-I-N-S. Check it out. This episode of Mom Can't Cook is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a really amazing tool for getting to know your own mind, which I can personally attest is a really, really, really remarkable and surprising and often difficult, but definitely rewarding process. I think it has been a transformative thing that I've done in my life. And if you are struggling or finding things a little bit overwhelming, then I do think that talking to someone is the most powerful thing you can do and talking to a professional um, to basically work together and try and like get, get a better understanding of how and why your mind is put together the way that it is, um, is a, a really, really beautiful thing to do. Andy, tell the folks at home about BetterHelp. Mm. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com MCC. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, M-C-C. Dean has, is very good at motorbiking, but he yeah. has a problem. He's no good with the ladies. He yeah. can't seem to attract the attention of Farron, who he, the, you know, his, his boss's daughter, who he yeah. desperately, desperately is, is crushing on. And it should be mentioned that there are a lot of women hanging around the um, the Carson family racing headquarters, their tent, because um, Andy's mom is doing everyone's nails for them. Yeah. And so Dean interprets this as Andy being a total babe magnet. Dean looks over, sees what is quite clearly a bunch of women having their nails done. And also Andrea, uh, you know, in disguise as Andrew, is stood there and goes, wow, awful lot of women near Andrew. Andrew must yeah. have the secret touch. I think it's not Dean, but it's his friend who refers to Andy's superior babe magnetism. <laughs> So actually, it's Donnie. It's Donnie who says that when um, Andrea goes to visit the, uh, the Henderson racing trailer. Oh, right. And Andrew is like 
fine with Donny despite him smashing her off the track in both previous races. It's just a very odd, very odd scene. An odd dynamic. But anyway, yeah, yeah so in the Art Henderson trailer, a deal is struck. Now, this will be familiar, obviously, to all you Twelfth Night scholars. Sure. Um, at this point, I think we should start referring to Andrea as Andy for convenience. And yeah, if we'll... it stops you pronouncing it Andrea, that would be great for me. Oh, sorry. How yeah. should I be saying it? Andrea. Andrea. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. that is right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but let's... I'm yeah. sorry to all Andre Andreas. Andrea. I'm sorry to Andrea. And- say it one more time. Andrea. Andrea. I'm sorry to all Andreas listening um, for mangling the pronunciation of your name. <laughs> anyway, look, it's Andy now, which will also be confusing because your name is Andy. We'll, we'll muddle through. Anyway. It's fine. Just say it's... Make, pronounce the I. Because it's Andy with an I. And I. And, Andy. Andy. <laughs> Andy. Dean says to Andy, look, you teach, you, you you put in a good word for me with the with the boss's daughter. Get Find, me a date with Farron. Get me a date with Farron. Find out what she likes. Make it so that I, you know, I'm on her level and can get a date with her and can successfully flirt with her. And in exchange, I will teach you to motocross real good. What? Dean has done is he's identified the flaw in Andy's motocross technique, which is that she doesn't have the aggression and the killer instinct and the familiarity with all the different terrains. This kicks off what I think is the best decom montage that we've had so far. Dean takes Andy kind of out into the scrubland and Andy's confused. She's like, what? We're nowhere near, we're nowhere near the motocross we're, track. Yeah, we're and, two miles from the track. And Dean goes, ha, 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 you sweet, naive man. You foolish bro. You don't learn motocross by practicing the track you're going to race on over and over again <laughs> until you know every turn like the back You've of your hand. You've got to soul the motocross. <laughs> yeah. You learn it by driving at random across scrubland. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I can kind of see the logic. It's like you, you need to be able to, you, you know, forget your racing line when there's a bunch of other races on the track you need to be able to like adapt the music is like it just feels right when you and me are together doing, doing six stunts it's together. the juliana theory real band from the noughties uh, oh, okay. and it, th- this isn't even from a stock music library oh so. it's a real song it's a real wow. yeah it's a real song but yeah andy um, is like oh my god he is so cute I know. Uh, and I mean, come on, it's Dean. We're talking, it's Dean Talon here. Imagine young Gary Boos. <laughs> so anyway, um, brilliantly, this montage ends uh, with him <laughs> driving, driving around for ages. Yeah. Uh, and then Dean sees a big lake and he's like, hey, let's take our shirts off and jump in the lake. <laughs> She's like, oh, how beautiful. Wait, men can't appreciate beauty. I mean, how cool is that? And Dean is like, well, we didn't come up here to just look at it. Come on, Carson, let's take our shirts off let's and take roughhouse. Our, let's take our shirts off. Let's, and let's jump take in. our shirts off and frolic in the water like bros. <laughs> you know, like bros. So Dean rips his shirt off. Obviously, Andy wants to get in that lake, but, you know, can't disrobe. Uh, so um, she basically says, "Oh, oh, oh good." Oh, you, you have to know, by the way, that all the way while she's in disguise as her brother, she's kind of lowering her voice and, and she's doing like a voice like this, dude. Yeah. Dude, bro. I'll, I'll, oh yeah, bro. I think it's cool. I think I think I sh- we should roughhouse in the lake. Oh, I'm gonna come get you in the lake. And she basically runs into the lake fully clothed. And yeah. the the montage closes out with them basically flirtily splashing and play fighting in the lake, and it's yeah, it's, like bros. Yeah, it is the greatest cinematic experience. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's good. That relationship is developing. Um, yep. Meanwhile, it turns out that like this tournament is apparently residential. So the mum and Andy are like living at the racetrack in a hotel, and meanwhile Andrew and Jason they're still at home without their parents, so they're sort of eating raw spaghetti yeah. because the brother can't cook. So the name of this podcast is good, actually, 
someone can't cook in it. And that's a joke. That's a funny joke. We'll it? get to them. You're going to have to take charge, Andy, because what I wrote down here was the montage is where I stopped writing down funny things and accidentally got swept up. <laughs> got swept up in the movie. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, there's there's 20 minutes where I genuinely just started watching motocross. Like, like, just enjoyed it. Yeah, with my with my hands over my mouth going, <gasps> well, the drama. Well, what happens next is that Andy is looking to set up Dean. She bumps into Farron at the hotel. Yeah. Um, Farron drops her stuff. And Farron is like, it's okay. I'm on a post-shopping high. I kind of lose myself. Mm. And Andy is like, I get it. And Farron is like, you do? But you're a man. And then Andy's like, oh, uh, yeah, I saw a, a thing about it on the Learning Channel. So, you know, she's she's sharp. Yeah, exactly. Um, Covering but, expertly for nearly yeah, giving away. For nearly giving away that she understands uh, the, thing that women, the thing that women get where they yeah. lose their minds once they've shopped and um, are in a trance for hours afterwards. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That thing that is um, real. A little bit of Farin characterization is happening here. Um, she likes fancy designer clothes. She, she does not like motocross. <laughs> no. Well, this is... she. Yeah. So Andy is like, why Why won't you go out with Dean? And she's like, um, because he wears motocross clothes and he's interested in motocross and he is a motocross rider and likes motocross. There is nothing I, I like about him. I want a guy that's dedicated to me, not to motocross. Yeah. So... And Andy's Andy. like, yeah, I mean, sure. But like, yeah. don't you think it's cool how dedicated he is and also how great he looks when he takes his shirt off and jumps yeah. in the lake? And like how he's like a young Gary Boosie. And she's like, no, I want a guy who's dedicated to me. So Andy delivers this brutal news mm. to Dean. She's mm. like, she's just, you know, she's not into. She's not that into, into you, bro. He's like, I could be, I could be a, a vapid idiot. I can change my whole personality. She's like, you don't want to be that guy, man. You want to, and he's like, no, I can, I can do it. But you know, he's he's going to keep up his end of the bargain. He's like, tomorrow I'm going to work you till you can't get out of bed. So, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Decom writers look to camera. <laughs> <laughs> then it's uh, it's round two of the of the tournament. So I'm not sure what this tournament structure is, where you can come last in the first two races and still be competitive. But apparently, yeah, that's what's happening. But Andy has a new aggressive attitude and the skills to back it up. Uh, Dean is watching her race, and Andy achieves the incredible position of seventh. <laughs> but Which you know, is pretty good because it's uh, like I mean I think there are only about eight people in the race, or but like you know it's sort of middle of the pack. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but yeah, um, we get a little update on the dad. Uh, he's still not had any luck finding any Europeans. Um, but then so he's going to space. <laughs> he's, he's tunneling into the earth to find a race. <laughs> Of previously undiscovered Morlock there people. There may be a species of mole man down here. <laughs> they won't have seen a motorbike, but they may be male. They're blind and deaf, which makes them the perfect motocross rider. No distractions. Crucially, they're boys. <laughs> I mean, they're vestigial nubs that I, I have chosen to interpret as genitals. <laughs> the mole men say they have moved past concept of the gender binary. But I really think once I get them up to the surface. <laughs> but I've I've put this one in an, in Oakley's and a Quicksilver hoodie. I'm imagining Monty Mole from Mario. <laughs> like what? Uh, uh, okay. So anyway, yeah. so that's what's happening with Dad. Yeah, and um, Andrew says, knowing him, he'll just turn up with someone without even calling. 
which is, you know, your own family members are talking about you like this. This guy's the worst. Yeah, the dad um, is the worst. But crucially, he's not there. So things are still going well for everyone. So Andy really wants to hold up her end of the deal and get Dean a date with Farron. She's conflicted about this, of course, because she wants a date with Dean because of yeah. the way he takes his shirt off and jumps in the lake and is so... And frolics and roughhouses. And frolics and roughhouses. However, 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 she likes Dean so much that she just wants Dean to be happy. And mum is like, wow, you got it bad. And it's at this point... Um, that Andy remembers that she might just have a way of making things work between mm. Dean and Farron. Yeah, if you remember those NSYNC tickets yeah. that we talked about earlier, Andy has established a sort of elaborate Darren Brown-esque psyop <laughs> to, to trick <laughs> Farron into going to this NSYNC t- yeah. concert with Dean. <laughs> No way, dude. No way are you getting me to go to an instant concert. I don't care if the tickets are fifth row. You guys have sync tickets tonight? Dean does. And get this. He's actually trying to convince me that they have a couple good songs. Dude, I'm thinking this guy's been roosting one too many times because those guys are just like... Wait, do you have anybody to go with? Well, I, uh... Guess not. I like to imagine what they would have had to do if <laughs> Farron hadn't have taken the bait and they had to like basically walk back past her again going, <laughs> going no, really? Will no one take these <laughs> innocent tickets? Fifth row? Oh, <laughs> I was sure it'll be an incredible night, but I being a bro don't like NSYNC. Maybe yeah. you could find a girl who'll want to go with you. It's always interesting to see how different adaptations of Twelfth Night stage the <laughs> NSYNC scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is an interesting one, yeah. yeah an interesting framing. Um, um, so, but anyway, it works. Crushing for uh, Andy. Yep. But good news, good news for Dean. And we're heading into the, the the day of the final race. If Andy finishes top two, yep, she might podium. I'm still not clear on how someone who came last, <laughs> then last, then seventh, then something can be in the top three. I suppose it really depends on how consistent the other races in this series have been. True. Also, possibly we there were some races we didn't see where she came seventh again and again and again. If she's been consistent and she's picking yeah. up points, I guess it's theoretically possible if like everyone else is dnfing like all over the yeah, shop yeah, <laughs> the shattered bodies of the other <laughs> motocross riders being stretched away yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's the only um, one who finishes and somehow still comes seventh <laughs> hooray yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's the it's so it's the final race of these qualifiers um she's neck and neck with donny you remember the uh the racer from the earlier races who, yep. who knocks her off the track yep, yep, but yep. she does win she comes in third overall for the day and the the mum and Andy are ecstatic. It's a real, real high point in the movie. They're so happy. And a real point in their relationship. Yeah. Like they could not be happier. They've bonded together. They've achieved this thing together. What and could it's be just... more wonderful for a parent than to watch your yeah. child achieve their dream? Something they've worked so hard at. And to see all that hard work pay off and to know that you were there and that yeah. you helped them. There is nothing that could ruin this moment. No. Oh, wait, the dad's back from <laughs> With a face like thunder. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Thunder is exactly what I've got written down. Right? A face like thunder. He looks like... He looks like he's just come face to face with his family's killer. He's like... <laughs> Honestly, I think the dad, the actor, who, the actor who plays the dad is going way too hard facially in this scene. He's like, he's standing there hand in hand with a mole person. <laughs> mole people, a mole person is sits out on his shoulders. The mole person looks up at him quizzically. 
Why do your humans war? <laughs> we we go to Dressbahn. No, you're a boy. May I depart from my homeland underneath the surface? It looks like your daughter's pretty good at this motocross thing. No, no. Now put on these Oakleys. <laughs> so, so yeah. So Dad is like so uh, filled with white hot rage uh barely contained he's practically vibrating with anger and he's like we'll talk about this at home (laughs) yeah i mean obviously the dad is not happy to find that um she has indeed kept the family in the racing game he feels that he will he will be the laughing stock of the racing community because it's all about him exactly there's more great face acting because obviously andy uh she's she's devastated by this confrontation with her dad and and yeah it's heartbreaking for her as well because you know dad's basically sort of slamming the brakes on her dreams um there's a scene where dean comes up to andy to basically congratulate her uh and go you know uh, hey bro you know good job on the race andy who is who is played i suppose we should shout out by alana austin does this absolutely brilliant bit of face acting where she's like in floods of tears and just whips round and in one moment is like <laughs> hey bro yeah pretty cool pretty sick right um it's very good but yeah dean dean can tell something's up he's like oh don't let the uh, the, the other guys see you like this it could get ugly don't let anyone see you crying or yeah. you'll be mobbed or you'll be killed but yeah he says thanks for hooking me up with farron oh, you the man. man you the man this is like the lowest point for andy because her mm-hmm. her like her crush with dean has come to nothing in fact through yeah. her own workings Dean and Farron are now an item and her yeah. dad is stopping her ever doing motocross again. Things could not yeah. be worse. Or could they? <laughs> because Be- dad has an ace, obviously. <laughs> the doorbell, it's the next day. The doorbell rings. And who's this at the door? Why, it's René Cartier, the sexual French motocross rider. <laughs> so, so just, just sexual Frenchman René Cartier. We should say as well, before this door answering scene, the night before, the night the dad, the fe- dad is furious. He sent he sent his children to bed, and the wife is talking to him, being like, "Do you think maybe maybe it's okay if if your daughter does motocross? Don't you think you're being a little bit hypocritical, letting your son take all of these risks, but not?" your daughter she's entirely capable of competing with the boys you know and the scene ends with the dad just kind of looking thoughtful and Mm. you wonder as the audience member i think dad's been given a lot to think about here food for thought there i think perhaps dad's about to turn the corner then ding dong who's this hello i'm i'm rene cartier (laughs) the sexual french motocross rider a disgraced motocross rider who dad has an accent that is one it's it's going on a rail tour of europe it's, it's backpacking yeah. its way around Rene, Rene sort of like basically barges his way into the house he kisses uh andy on the hand kisses um, the mum on the hand kisses the mum on the hand everyone's immediately grossed out by Rene, the disgraced motocross yeah. rider who the dad d- still thinks is preferable to his very very capable yeah. and good daughter apparently the, the dad family. has not mentioned the fact that Rene Cartier is A, going to be their new rider for the rest of the season. Why would he? B, that he will be living here in their house. Yep. And C, that he will be putting his mouth on all of you, I guess. <laughs> so, so the dad is like, now, Rene, my precious, sweet, sexual Frenchman. 
<laughs> he needs to rest and relax. So I don't want any of you children of mine. <laughs> I don't want anyone. I don't want any of the Carson children interfering with Carson family <laughs> racing's chances. <Yeah>. So Renee <laughs> is going to be sleeping in your bed, Andy, um, because it has. Yeah, Andy. Best- <laughs> Andy, he's not. He doesn't. Tell her this. She discovers this by going to her room, yeah. opening the door and discovering sexual Rene lying on her bed. <laughs> yeah, re- like looking at kind of pullouts in a cheerleading magazine. Yeah. And Andy's like, hey, can you get the f*** out of my bedroom, please? <laughs> and also out of my house. And dad's like, Andy, do not disturb Rene. He needs his rest. Yeah. He is a beautiful, sweet Frenchman. Rene needs to sleep in a west facing room so the sun does not wake him. Yeah. And the dad is like, Andrea, please Put yourself in Renee's position. Please, just do this for me. Just do one thing for me, Andrea. (laughs) Andrea, of course, has done something for Dad, and that's keep his crappy business afloat (laughs) while he goes out hiring disgraced motocross riders. So another alternate title for this podcast would be Dad Can't Parent. (laughs) I think that would be good as well. Dad should leave. (laughs) As a side note, Andy says that... um, if Renee like doesn't get out of her face, there's going to be a WWF SmackDown. Oh, um, it was that was good. Which is a choice line, and also because this movie is that old. Um, now that makes me think of like suplexing a panda because because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they had to change the name of WWE. Yes, yeah, the WWE right? now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Andy discovers that Renee has been fired from five separate teams yeah. for being an asshole, for being, and- <laughs> for being awful, <laughs> for being the worst ever yeah. and on the dad's world grand whirlwind worldwide search <laughs> and dad's like wait what's that you're not currently represented by a motocross team and yep. you're a boy and come to my house sleep in my child's bed bully my children male you say <laughs> so in 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 a, a series of short household scenes we basically see renee um Destroying, destroying his motorbike by revving it too yeah. hard. He tries to kill Jason. Yeah, he, run, he like, nearly, nearly runs, runs him over Jason. and he's like, hey, you want some more? Yeah. And the dad is like, seems good. And dad is like, he is a boy though. So yeah. There's a heartbreaking mother-daughter moment here where um, Andrea's mum comes up to her and hugs her. Oh. And she's like, oh, we made a good team. And Andrea's like, thank you for believing in, in me. Yeah. In and the, the dad is sort of watching this out the window and he's like, those, those women are interfering with Renee's light. That you can't see. <laughs> yeah. You're blocking the sun. <laughs> Can you keep it down? Renee is trying to meditate. <laughs> Renee might hear you and it will wake him up. Andy is washing up and yeah. Renee comes in and he says, oh, I see you have finally figured out where you are most useful to this family. Yeah. Um, uh, you idiot girl. Yeah. And Andy is like, to the, to the dad, she's like, Dad, this guy seems like a real asshole. And he's like, Yes, he has problems. But at least he's not a girl. I would rather pay loads of money and work with this sex weirdo than have a girl ride. I think I've made my position clear. So, so yeah, Rene is going to be riding for Carson Family Racing at the big, fi- the big final that yeah. they've only qualified for thanks to Andrea's amazing motocross riding. Exactly. So they show up at this race. At this point, Andrea is no longer in disguise because you know the the the, the whole game is shot, right? Dad's dad's yeah. torn it all down. It's whole shot. And meets Dean undisguised, undisguised and Dean is, and Dean Dean is like, like a wooga. Yeah. His his eyes go all big like Sailor Moon and he's like I love you. Yeah. <laughs> um immediately smitten. Of course, because you know, and he's like I I feel like I know her. I feel like we've we've roughhoused in the lake. Yeah, um but yeah. yeah, after the first race which Renee does win by violence, uh, Andy and Dean are kind of they're flirting over over the bike. Um she gives some recommendations for how to how to improve the bike's performance and Dean has never been more aroused. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dean is like, you understand motorbikes? It seems like the shine has come off the Farron romance because she doesn't know bikes. Yeah. But like, meanwhile, in the background, Renee is seen talking to Mr. Henderson, potential defector in the ranks. Again, Dad has many flaws. It turns out that one of them is contract law. He's not really sewn up. <laughs> like he's got Renee racing for Carson Family Racing, and immediately after the after the race, Renee goes straight to he's a competitor. Does, does one race? Does one race? Like, and a competitor's like, "Yeah, you seem pretty handy on a motorbike. Yeah. Do you want to race for me?" And Renee's like, "I absolutely do." Well, Andy confronts Renee about this meeting. She knows firsthand that Henderson doesn't let competitors into his trailer. What were you talking about, Henderson? About? away from me please take your hands off of me what were you in the henderson's trailer for it's none of your business now back off look okay i'm not gonna back off you may have my father for but i know exactly what you're about so once again i'm gonna ask you what's going on i caught him in the henderson's trailer it looked like they were making some kind of deal i just thought it might be nice to see how a real team operates so he was showing me around their trailer that's all oh please you are so making that up i know for a fact that our henderson doesn't do that andrea we have no reason to believe renee is lying about something like that but that's like I think I'll take Rene's side on this. Yes. <laughs> Go and apologise to him. Go and apologise to Rene. Andy, I suppose, the dutiful daughter, does go to, you know, heads off to apologise to Rene. Meanwhile, um, the mum basically gives the dad the talking to that he yeah. so sorely needs. Says, I will always stand by you, but you are the worst yeah. man on the planet. <laughs> and then his sons say, don't feel bad, dad. Do feel bad, dad. Feel bad for everything you've done in this movie. Yeah, fe- dad, feel free to feel a little bit bad. And then he goes he goes over and he sees Rene. So Andrew's trying to apologise to him like she told he told her to. Yeah. Rene shoves her and says he won't accept the apology. Yeah. That's what it takes for yeah. the dad to fire him. And then Andrea goes up to the dad and says... Dad, I'm sorry. I was a jerk. I I cannot. I know. With everyone giving this guy the three hundredth chances. I know. The dad is like, "Hey, Renee, this far, no further. Now you've done yeah. something that I understand in my world of one hundred percent toxic masculinity, and you've shoved my sweet baby girl daughter. Yeah, my proper, my woman property, my precious daughter. You pushed her." How could yeah. you? You're fired, Renee. And Renee's like, well, that's convenient because I've already signed, already already signed up a pretty sweet contract with your main racing rival. Oh, this, this really sort, sorts all the contract problems I thought were going to come up. Exactly. So um, Dad and uh, Andy have a little heart to heart. Dad, ex- he explains himself. He says, I, I swore I would never let my kids get hurt like I did when I was a young motocross driver. And like my friends did, I saw so many, you know, shattered frames yeah. and broken bones. And I thought I always hoped, I always hoped and prayed that I would have a girl so that that wouldn't be something that happened. <laughs> Sadly, I later had a boy and of course had to shatter his bones. <laughs> He's over there, you know, the one who's yeah. limping around because, of course, I had to shatter his limp. Andrea, this might surprise you, but guess what? I actually wanted a stupid girl. <laughs> wow, Dad, you mean it? Yes, yeah, because I, know, I knew I know, you couldn't because, do motocross. Because then she could never get injured during, doing motocross. Yeah, not like my son. Yeah. <laughs> who I will, of course, have to pressure into <laughs> my son to this, leg, this leg collapsing yeah. sport. Who sounds like a bag of marbles whenever he stands up. So at the end of this heart to heart where dad comes round, he says the line that every daughter wants to hear from their father. You're our only hope. We need you healthy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And the whole family helps to put the bike back together. They all decide that they are going to one last time. But Andrea in disguise 
as her brother. Yeah, they're going to race one final time. Also, Dean and Farron have broken up and Farron has immediately moved on to Rene, the sexual French motorist. <laughs> yeah, it's literally right been 10 minutes. Rene <laughs> has seduced Farron. <laughs> All right, it's sexual magnetism. Um, the I have a note here that I cried when they put the bike together, but I was... I was uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a pretty low threshold for crying at stuff, okay. as you know, Andy. Yeah, um, yeah. So it doesn't mean loads, but yeah, I haven't cried in any of the decoms we watched yet, but I cried when they put the bike together. I was also, you know, if we're like listing factors, slightly hungover when I watched Motocross. <laughs> So Fair enough. I was feeling a little raw. Emotionally vulnerable, fragile. Dean expresses an interest um, to Andy about dating Andy's sister, who who is Andy. So yes. So we know now yes. that Dean is, is into Andy. Okay, so final race. Yeah. Rene Cartier has been fired by Carson Racing. He has been replaced <laughs> by Andy Carson, who is actually... Andy Carson. Yes. Meanwhile, Rene Cartier has been hired by Art Henderson yep. to replace Barrett, who was injured by Rene Cartier. Has everyone, <laughs> has everyone got that? That was an incredibly concise explanation. What you need to know is that now Andy, our plucky protagonist of the movie, is racing head to head against Rene, who this morning was racing for Carson Racing and this afternoon <laughs> yeah. is racing for Art Henderson. Because I guess there are just no rules in this motocross league at yeah. all. Like the final race in Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. It's actually very similar to the final race in Johnny Tsunami in that yeah. you have the hero racing against an aggressive bad boy who's trying to knock them off the track. Yes. Yes. But also, actually, why are you allowed to smash people off the track in motocross? Seems like that shouldn't be <laughs> yeah, part like, of the rules. Well, also, you're clearly not, or at least you're not in France because Rene has been fired from five teams for doing it. But I guess yeah, he does it several true. times here and they're like, seems, seems, seems chill. Seems fine. Yeah. But yeah, so um they have they have the race, um, and Andy's mum holds up a sign saying, Watch out for the final turn, because yeah. she's been studying yeah. Rene's ways. The race is amazing. So, it looks the race really is, cool. It's it's shot really well, it's, it's very tense. Also exciting. Like halfway through, a Pirates of the Caribbean theme sound alike starts playing over. It's like it's tonally a bit weird, but it feels really, really awesome. And through the rhythm second, Carson moves into second place. So in the final turn, Rene tries to smash Andy off the track, but she knows that it's coming. She yes. breaks and Rene goes flying off the track oh, in a beautiful. kind of wild, reckless charge. It's beautiful. And Andy soars home and takes the win. But uh, Rene is is furious and he marches up to the to the press. Uh, um, what do they call it? The media scrum. Yeah. He marches up to the media scrum and he furiously reveals the secret that Andy. That's the kind of trick a girl would pull. Yes. Is it? Rene. <laughs> okay. Where, remind me where you're from, Rene. <laughs> so, I so, told you I'm from. I'm from France. So, so Rene says that. And then we meet um, maybe the film's best character, Keith Allen from ESPN. What do you think you are doing out there? Hey, chill out, dude. You tanked it. It wasn't his fault. It was a trick. It was just the kind of trick a girl would pull. Rene, Keith Allen from ESPN. That's pretty harsh right there. Uh, what exactly did you mean by that? Well, why don't you ask Andrew Carson? All right. Well, Andrew... Uh, no. The real Andrew Carson is right behind you. And then there's kind of a little argument about the rules because the mum walks up with a notebook. She says, I've read the rules of motor motocross. And yeah. in the rules of motocross, it does not say 
that girls can't do motocross. Girls can't compete. Also, she registered as Andy Carson. Yes. And that is her name. Yeah. Although it is spelled differently. Yes. So I don't know if that would actually hold up. Yes. And now to be fair, like it is technically the same name, but I think anyone would say that the spirit of the rules are that (laughs) you enter a particular person regardless of the name. And like, to be fair... Uh, you're not really sure which way this one's going to go. It seems like probably the organisers are going to have to take this back to their headquarters, chew over yeah. it, maybe like talk through some, maybe watch some replays of the of the race, see exactly what happened. Um, but no, Keith Allen from ESPN is like, that sounds like it's going to take a long time. I'm going to call this. So he turns to Andy and says, hey, Andy, what's it feel like to be the first woman to win a major <laughs> motocross event? And Andy's like, oh, yeah. cool. I won then, I guess. Good. Yeah, I won great. then, I guess. And then Barbara Rollins, who is the executive vice president of the manufacturer who's putting on the tournament, Yep. comes over and is like hello i'm a woman yeah and i i i think it's good yes she's one and the whole team is getting a contract it's nurse roberts from scrubs if you watch oh, scrubs so renee storms off sexfully um dean <laughs> dean storms off regretfully because he's he feels um like he's been tricked he's aghast he's like i trusted you he Andy. Said- i told you stuff <laughs> i really like that i i, I told you stuff it's like okay we get it yeah. Dean you were talking about your genitals and stuff yeah. and you know <laughs> I told you of all the stuff that goes on I told on you that there. weird thing with my bum <laughs> <laughs> I showed you that weird thing in my I showed bum. you that weird thing bro to bro can you tell me what's yeah. going on with this <laughs> is this show me yours is it normal does this look alright anyway so Dean is Dean is upset and he's hurt and um, I remember I looked at the runtime at this point I was like wow they've got two minutes to resolve this Dean issue <laughs> things seem pretty bad here can they bring it um, home you know it. yeah so it, it cuts to the family at home um they get their check from the manufacturer and the mum's like we've got to hire a 250 cc rider mm. and there's a boy outside who thinks he's up to the job and dean is out there and he says hey andrea i hear you're looking for a 250 cc rider also this is great for dean because this way he, he gets to continue dating his boss's daughter which seems to be like <laughs> His goal. <laughs> it seems to be his goal. So yeah, Dean and Andy go off and they do some cool motocross and there's a big slow-mo jump and it's freeze frame. I, I think it would have been so choice if it had ended with Dean slamming Andrea <laughs> off the track to win at any cost. <laughs> there was one lesson I one lesson I deliberately <laughs> held back from you, Andy. I deliberately trained you wrong. Win at any cost. Yeah. And the dad is like Hey, you want to like, wow, make the cut? I like the cut of this Dean's I like, I like the way you ran over my daughter. <laughs> I've learned nothing. So yeah, um, so that is motocross. That's basically the end of the movie. There's a small yeah, what post, a great movie. There's a post-credit scene where the dad is dragged underground by more people and <laughs> more people <laughs> and tortured and killed for his crimes. He's... <laughs> <laughs> publicly executed yeah i mean they're more progressive in terms of like gender stuff but not in terms yeah. of public execution not in terms of being pulled apart by horses you mole people seem real progressive i wouldn't think you would pull me apart with your mole people horses. <laughs> you would think so <laughs> and yet here we are yeah pull <laughs> <laughs> this close to the core of the earth the gravity is much stronger <laughs> you will be pulled quickly in half <laughs> Oh my god, it's Mystic Max. <laughs> he comes down here sometimes to train. <laughs> Until anyway. his powers are strong. <laughs> okay. So, he's, so that, 
yeah, so that's Motocross. it was a good movie. It was about a hundred times better than now you see it. I think Motocross is really freaking good. Um, I put a little asterisk next to the bit where Keith Allen is like, "What does it feel like to be the first woman to win a major motocross event?" Because that was pretty lazy. Because with a bit of cursory googling, I found that in fact, you know, there have been like uh, all female motocross leagues uh, kicking off since like the seventies. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, TV and film actress Casey Rogers, uh, who had a fairly major role in Bewitched. If yeah. you're aware of that, um, yeah, yeah, actually established and organised the Women's Powder Puff National, a weekend of racing for girls and women only. And Powder it, Puff National. Yeah, it was regrettably called the Powder Puff National, um, but it was yeah. renamed after that. Um, okay, good. But yeah, but you know, it produced a champion. So yeah, there has indeed been a, a women's motocross scene for yeah. for decades and decades. Which, but you know, they were making this movie to a tight timeline there was yeah no time to look up stuff like that i yeah i really liked it i thought um like the whole thing is a it's such a great like early 2001 time capsule yes all the outfits the haircuts yeah just every oh man it was just a beautiful shot of nostalgia yeah um the dad character is maybe the worst character in <laughs> or i mean he's not a bad definitely... character no, he's a great character. He's the worst person I think we've encountered yet in a decom, and that includes the evil sorcerer. That and... <laughs> you're including Mystic Max. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mystic I mean, Max is like, that's messed up, dude. <laughs> you, you should let your daughter do motocross. It seems like she's really good at it and loves it. I think he's worse than Johnny Tsunami's dad, and Johnny yeah. Tsunami's dad is a real pos. Yeah. What did you think of motocross, listener? Did you also think it was good, or did you think it was bad? Yeah. Let us know what you thought of it, and please send us any more decom treasures you found at momcantcookpod at gmail dot com. Please do email us. Yeah. Um, and let us know how you're enjoying the show, and if you have any thoughts. Yeah. Several folks have been in touch to let us know. <laughs> Off the back of Now You See It. I mean, we were dunking pretty hard on the reality TV concept of World's yeah, Greatest America's Kid Magician the and also Magician's Got Talent. Kid Producers Got Talent in America. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you know that, in fact, actually they have tried to make this show several times? Of course they have. Yes. Thank you to yeah. Leaf, uh, who sent in an email to let, to let me know about um, a German show called The Ehrlich Brothers Magic School. The whole concept was to pit kids against each other says Leaf, in three rounds of magic contests to find out who the greatest kid magician is. To find out who's just a regular kid magician who happens to be a truly impressive trickster. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Oh my god, I'm looking at a picture of the Ehrlich brothers right now. Yeah, I mean, do yourself a favour and look at a picture of the Ehrlich brothers because... Oh my god. They've got like six haircuts between two of them. That's the greatest trick of all. <laughs> Daniel also emailed saying, uh, it occurred to me that I had seen this show. There was a BBC series with this exact premise called The Sorcerer's Apprentice, uh, which aired in 2007. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I looked this up. You can find uh, some episodes on YouTube if you're curious. It's no longer on the BBC's iPlayer. They've disavowed it. <laughs> it's also quite hard to Google because since then a movie has been made called The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sorcerer, sure. But you can find it. You did send me some clips and it is exactly what you described the show in the movie as probably being like, which is kids who can't do magic very well, <laughs> dropping packs of cards. Yeah and-, yeah, and getting, you know, getting fairly strict and what seems like <laughs> quite harsh treatment from an adult magician who's there, who's like, why can't you do it? First line is, go for it. I vow to the sorcerer to, I don't know. To try my best. To try my best. All right, again, do it. If you uh, want to do us a real solid, then you can r- review 
this show, Mom mm. Can't Cook, on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you can slap five stars on it. We read all the reviews and it's really nice to it's really nice to see them. And if you want to get any cool Mom Can't Cook merch, then you can do so at momcantcookstore.com. We've got t-shirts, we've got stickers, we've got a different sticker. How quickly can we rustle up a t-shirt of the dad being dragged into the core of the earth by mole <laughs> men? By vengeful mole men. <laughs> You're probably wondering what decom we're doing next. Well, folks, it's going to be the Christmas episode. And we're going with a Disney Channel original movie called Twas the Night, somehow starring Brian Cranston. You heard that yeah. right. From Breaking Bad. Yes. And he's actually uh, playing the same character. In the yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a prequel, weirdly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the description on Disney Plus says, When Santa Claus is accidentally knocked out on Christmas Eve... Danny and his con artist uncle take it upon themselves to deliver the gifts. You're in for a real treat. I can't wait. Thanks for listening, folks. Get get that whole shot and keep a lookout for the knack-knacks. <laughs> the knack-knacks are what we the call the mole people. The, the mole people, yeah. <laughs> we are the knack-knacks. 